Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have another look at our Harvard Business Review tips and find something of interest there. We're also going to talk with Christina Sikiotis about some of the innovations that are going on in Newcastle at the moment. But right now, we're going to pop over to AV Chartered Accountants, have a chat with Tony Vidre. Good afternoon, Tony. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. Th- well, thank you, and thanks for joining us again. No so, problem. a very uh, difficult subject today, super ga- uh, superannuation guarantee levy. Yeah, yeah. It's one that um, people t- tend to uh, try and look the other way when things go a little bit pear-shaped. It's, it's no secret that when employers find themselves in a little bit of... Um, hardship cash flow wise they don't pay their their superannuation on time so I thought we'd have a bit of a chat today about what actually happens when an employer pays their super guarantee um, late and uh, and, and an initiative from the government on uh, to to reduce the harshness of of what actually happens which you'll you'll hear about in in a few moments time so let me do this by way of an example so let's say that you had an employee um, back in the quarter of March of 2012 Okay, for that particular mm-hmm. quarter. And uh, you had to pay their superannuation, which, as we know, is due by the 28th day after the end of the quarter, so that would make it the 28th of April. Um, but you paid it a little bit late. You paid it on the 5th of May, so you've only paid it seven days late. Now, you would think that um, the law wouldn't be too harsh and say, well, you know, you're okay, you paid things seven days late, it's not too bad. That's not quite the way the the law works. If you get an audit right now and they go back and they have a look at that quarter and they say to you, well, look, you didn't pay that super guarantee on time. So there's three things that they hit you with. They hit you with a penalty, they hit you with an administration um, charge per employee, which isn't, which isn't that much. But what really stings is that they charge you an interest charge for paying it late. Now, logic would dictate that they would charge you seven days' worth of interest. Mm from the 28th of April to when you paid it on the 5th of May. That's not how it works. They actually charge you interest. The way the law is written right now, from the first day of the quarter, so it goes back to the 1st of January 2012, okay. right up till now. Mm. Right up until now. And um, um, we, we might talk about this a little bit later, but we were doing the breakfast series yesterday, and when I said to them, um, does everyone understand how it actually works? You can see the bit of shuffling in the room that occurred and a bit of uncomfortableness. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, technically what what's supposed to happen, the way the law is written is that on the 5th of May, keeping with that example, you're supposed to lodge a form, what's called a shortfall statement, which has, um, it, it does two things. One of, one of the things it does is it notifies the ATO that you were late, and so they know straight away that because it's late, you don't get a tax deduction for the super that you've paid. It's too too bad. You've paid it too late. But what it does is it stops the interest in its track. So, so if um, you lodge this form, it stops the interest. Now, if you get an audit today, what tends to happen is you lodge the form today, so you stop the interest today, but it runs from the 1st of January right up until now. So yeah. that's the way... The law is written out. Does now. the interest go to the employee or does it go somewhere else? Well, it's paid to the ATR and then the ATR, what it does, it, it takes a, um, an administration charge and then eventually the employee gets a, um, a form of, um, well, they used to get a cheque where, where the cheque, you could only deposit it into a superannuation fund. So eventually, yeah, it does find its way into the hands of the employee, okay. uh, but, but not all of it. So, okay. yeah, so that they top up their super fund. The other thing that used to happen is, well, that happens at the moment is it, it's, it's 
the calculation is also based on what the employee earns. But as you may know, or you may not know, the super guarantees only work down on what's called ordinary time earnings. So if you have that employee and part of their earnings are overtime, um, superannuation does not get worked out on the overtime component. But if if you're, as an employee, you pay it late in that example that I just gave you, they work out the super guarantee on everything that the employee has earned. So Mm. not only do you have all these interest on interest, you also have a higher amount to pay because if it's just basically basically worked out on on what they've earned. So the good news on that is that last month, the uh, the government released an exposure draft um, and they're starting to talk to the business community about it because they've now recognised that it is incredibly um, onerous. And um, yeah, so they're looking to um, reduce the interest down to, in that example I gave you, down to the seven days. So, you know, it, you mm. just pay interest for the time that you that you were late. Um, and also they want to align the way that they calculate it based on, on earnings. And um, is it a high the, interest rate? Is it like credit cards or is it down yeah, reasonable? It's a, it's a, well, it's, no, well, it's not quite credit card rates, but it's the it's what they call the, the, the general interest charge. Um, well, there's a nominal... Uh, what's the interest rate? Okay, yeah, you've caught me out there. I'm not quite sure what the, the rate is, but it's... <laughs> It's, it, I think it's usually the, the general interest charge. They align it with that, and that's around 12%, around about okay. 11%. So not quite credit card rates, but certainly not home loan rates. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the, yeah. in the middle. The bad news is that they're thinking about it, they're talking about it, and if they bring it in, it won't apply until quarters after the 1st of July 2016. Okay. So the harsh reality is there's a lot of employers out there that have these ticking time bombs sitting in their... You know, on their books right now that they mm. paid late and if the ATO ever you know decide to go out and have a look at them um, they will have this um, yeah will have this challenge um, yeah challenge <laughs> and, and a, well and a cash flow drama as well to uh, to be able to pay it yeah yeah okay so you you mentioned your breakfast yesterday and uh, I know we've talked a bit about the super stream uh, over the radio so you're having another breakfast next week we're just doing two consecutive Wednesdays. It was, um, yeah, I thought it went quite um, well um, yesterday. It, um, a lot of people don't understand what they've got to do um, mm. to SuperStream. Um, I'm reading, you know, more and more um, about it. What the, just to give you an update, I, I received an email yesterday. The tax office are actually contacting um, 22 industries over the next few months. Um, so they're going to be quite proactive in getting um, information out to small business to say, you need to be ready uh, for SuperStream by the 30th of June um, next year. So they're not sitting back and, and waiting for it to happen. They're actually <clears throat> they're actually going to start contacting business. The, the problem that I see, a lot of business owners, you know, they'll receive these letters or they'll receive this communication. They won't fully understand what they've got to do, put it aside. Um, you know, we'll get around to, to it. And if they leave things to the last minute, you're going to have a, a, uh, a bit of a problem. So, mm-hmm. yeah, be informed, um, understand what you've got to do and, and make sure that you um, you choose the you know the right methodology because there are a few there are a few choices and it's quite um, it is quite confusing. So if people are interested, just to visit your website, huh? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, if you visit avchartedaccountants.com.au, there's a blogs page, okay. and on the blogs page, there's um, there's a you follow the links, and if you're uh, free next Wednesday, um, come along. I shall be there. It'll cost you. It'll cost you the the uh, the cost, cost for breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> the, the content is free, but the <laughs> just pay for the breakfast. That's it. Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll have a chat with you next month, and I'll see you next uh, Wednesday. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Tony Vidre there from AV Chartered Accountants. Yes, getting around that uh, superannuation guarantee levy is uh, a challenge sometimes, and uh, 
of course, the uh, super stream coming in certainly by the 30th of June next year. You're listening to Business, the Law and You on 103.7 and it's coming up to 25 minutes past one. Time to pop over to Christina Sikiotis. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I was just making sure you were there. Everybody else seems to be disappearing on the phone today. No, no, no. I'm here. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I've got so much that I want to tell you about today. But anyway. Innovation in Newcastle. Oh, and it's just, it, you know, it's thriving, especially in the digital space. And I thought we might talk about digital space today because Dig's on next week. Mm-hmm. So the Dig Festival, Digital Innovation, um, they've got some fantastic speakers. If, you, if your listeners haven't checked it out, they should. Um, a couple of examples, uh, Jesper Logan, who's a thought leader at Telstra, he's doing a talk all around new thinking around digital, um, and he actually has a really interesting concept. He said it's not the not the difference or the transition is the is the um, is the difficult bit between analog and digital. Rather, we have to change our our whole thinking. So it's not the logistics about you know, learning how digital works or getting digital familiar and being on social media and everything. He says we actually have to get in there and change our thinking. Mm. So because the thinking around it is so different. And one example he gives is IP and copyright. So IP copyright in the in the physical world is much harder to, to copy, right? So it's mm. much harder to rip somebody off um, with, with an idea with a tangible product, but online, how easy so is it? Easy, yeah. It can happen multiple times and it can happen instantly. So he's going to be talking um, around around uh, digital versus analog. Um, there's another wonderful speaker from the US called uh, who's, her name is Ruth Farmer. She's into social entrepreneurship. She has been um, a champion for girls participating in technology and engineering since 2001. So it's become the latest, the whole STEM argument or the whole STEM theory and everything has become very popular now. But um, she's been championing this since 2001. She's spoken at the White House. She's spoken at, um, at the Address the United Nations. So very high-profile speaker. Alison Mickle, who's um, had a baby and then launched a business, or as her, as her bio says, she birthed a business and launched a baby because mm. it was logistically impossible for her to get to the workplace. She launched a business that was all about people working um, from their houses, but they could work any hours they wanted, so they could around the clock. Now she's got a, a team of 23, most of them based in Australia, um, and because of all that flexibility, they're, they're operating 24-7 in, within her business. But then if you actually take it down to another level of what's going on in Newcastle, especially in that digital space, Newey Awards were just on. Decky took out, and we've mentioned Decky before, they're the boating company that have... Mm the whole boating world basically mapped um, on a website. They just took out the best tourism solution in the Newey Awards. But even even drilling down further, there's um, a couple of uh, digital, and this is a very proudly to say women um, in the digital space that, ha- that are launching product either this week or launching it in the next couple of weeks. So one of them is a, is a local um, dance teacher, dance school owner, who has just launched One Stop Dance Shop. And that is almost, it's the eBay of the dance world. So, mm. you know, all this stuff is coming out of Newcastle. The, um, there's another uh, lady who has just, she's in the, in the alternate, alternate indus, um, health industry, but very much she does is very much aligned with science. So she's launching um, a product called the Fertility Formula that has been known to increase the chances of people um, conceiving um, astronomically. I think it was about 80%. So your chances wow. of increasing um, on programs like IVF, uh, and obviously 
80% means that it's not going to work for everybody. So not in any way intending to give people false hope because it is such a, mm. a soul, a soul, um, heart wrenching, uh, position to be in. Yeah. Um, but you know, this, the whole fertility formula, even for healthy, people that can conceive naturally and everything to, to have the best possible preconception care. Seniors Online is another one, um, another digital um, online space that is has been launched by two local women. It's been operating for quite some time. The NRMA have showed interest in them, as have um, a few angel investors. But they've got everything that you need. It's like a one-stop shop for people who are looking to um, downsize houses, go into retirement villages, that sort of thing. So it's a you know it's a one stop shop for seniors and where they're going to go. So all these wonderful digital technology things happening out of Newcastle that we often don't hear about. We ought to talk about innovation off the digital area sometimes because I've had two two weeks of challenge with no internet, no emails. Mm. So yeah. without that, you know, you, there's got to be some innovation other ways as well. So let's have a talk about that next time. Okay, we shall, and we've mentioned lots of those, and and uh, you're absolutely correct because when our digital life crashes, we are in so much trouble. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a great week. Have a have a good time at the Dig Festival, and we'll talk with you next week. Okay, thanks, Julian. Look forward to it. Thank bye. you. Bye bye. Christina Sikiad is there with a lot of innovations going on, but you know a lot of them on the digital end. We do have to rely on that digital. Um, relays to our homes and our businesses. Well, time for one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This one's an interesting one because it says your team members shouldn't always agree. Team leaders want to nurture creativity. That's why team building is often a high priority because cohesion is supposed to help team members work together to achieve their goals. But you should avoid fostering too much cohesion. When it comes to creativity, the best teams fight a little or even a lot. Structured, task-oriented conflict means that new ideas are being submitted to the group and tested. If your team always agrees, that might mean people are self-censoring their ideas or not generating any new ideas at all. Research suggests that when teams forego traditional brainstorming rules and engage in debate, they end up with more and better ideas. As a leader, it may seem like your job to break break up fights but don't be afraid to act as a referee instead allow disagreements over ideas to unfold while making sure it stays fair and doesn't get personal so some interesting points there just before i go i noticed that there is a uh, traffic accident truck accident with wires down and traffic lights blacked out at crowder street between russell road and newcastle road and the road is blocked in both directions and there are other traffic lights blocked out in the area so just be aware of that you might want to avoid lambton area around crowder street well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll have a chat with uh, Marky Insurance and Christina Sikiotis and maybe some other legal and, new, new, uh, legal and business news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Joseph Campbell once said, follow your bliss and doors will open where there were no doors before.